You are listening to Fantasy Movie League's Pause and Play Podcast. Fantasy movie leaguers are in for a treat today. It's about to get crazy on Pause and Play. My name is Alec Bloom, and I don't, I don't even know where to start. We have Smurfs, Sorkin, Batgirl, questions about clowns, two Daves, one non-Dave, and a whole lot of stupid. Perhaps, though, I should start with today's guest. Up first is not the non-Dave. He's a young vegetarian theater director, or theater director from Chicago with an unhealthy obsession with comic books and lettuce. Also, he's just so darn angry. Angry Geek, welcome back to Pause and Play. I don't know how you could have an un- unhealthy obsession with lettuce, even though I don't have that, so hmm. whatever, dude. And also, um, my comics, I love my comics. I'm drinking again, as I always do on PMP. so let's just get this action started, man. Come on, what are we waiting for? I think uh, the comic books is the bigger problem than the drinking. Oh, well... And you combine them. <laughs> of course you do. Our second guest is the non-Dave, and he couldn't be happier about that. He recently watched The Naked Gun, and I couldn't be happier about that. Welcome back, Ert. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Love the movie. I had seen it before. Right, yeah. I, know, but I just, I just have a bad memory. Right? What's that? I just have a bad, me- bad memory. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. But you liked it. It was a good rewatch, is what you're saying. I'm not sure it's the best sports movie of all time, but oh, I'm, not sure. uh, hmm. I'm not sure I'd call it a sports movie, but it's close. Close. <laughs> close to the greatest sports movie of all time. Definitely the greatest baseball movie of all time, and I won't hear any more on the subject. So, Ert, welcome back. Uh, and finally, our third guest, <sighs> Mr. Dave. <laughs> uh, thanks for the warm welcome. Um, <laughs> I just... I want to take a second to apologize to you, Alec. Uh-oh. I, on your other podcast, was very... Or no, hold on. I think it was your other podcast. I can't... I get them all mixed up anymore. I was very harsh about your love for Honey Nut Cheerios with chocolate milk. And oh, I tried mm-hmm. it this morning. I was wrong. It's pretty yeah. good. It's not the best it? cereal, but it's not bad. So, I, I apologize for that. Why, thank you. And I hope you're not just saying that to get points. <laughs> Did I get points, or...? No, so just in case. But no, it wasn't for points, points at all. It was just being nice. <laughs> I gave you points, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, food that may not necessarily belong together, I don't know if you guys saw, I caught it on the Twitter earlier, and I think it was on the website Mashable. Someone put peeps on their pizza, and I don't know what's more disturbing, peeps on your pizza or the fact that they call it pizza. Well, as long as the color matches the color that you expect on pizza, like a blue peep would be pretty gross, I think. But you keep it like, you know, red or something like pepperoni or tomato sauce, it might be okay. Well, is it put on after it's been baked or is it put on during the baking process? So then it's all brown and, and cooked. Is it like a peep pizza? So it's like dough and maybe like some kind of icing pizza or it's like a pepperoni pizza with peeps on top? Pizza is stuffed crust with like peeps a- in the crust. Oh, yeah, that would be. Melt the peeps and there's a new cheese. See, but actually that's kind of what it looked like. It looked like he just got a regular piping hot pizza, like maybe just cheese or regular pepperoni, and then put the peeps on it and it melted because it was, you saw like the top half of the peep 
uh, was fully formed, but the rest was becoming like a puddle, kind of like See, another layer of of marshmallow cheese, which is all of the all you know? of the above is disgusting. This is like, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna have like Vietnam type flashbacks of this conversation for the rest of my life. This is gross. I'm gonna try it. It might be good with chocolate milk though. Is, the, is there meat on it? If there's no meat on it, I'll do it. I mean, I think it's your choice. What pizza? <laughs> wait, wait, is it, wait, wait, wait. On the peep pizza, that's the holdup. <laughs> oh, it's gross. Wait, it's just cheese and peeps? Well, yeah, no. shot. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> yeah, you're something. <laughs> but you're right. This is all disgusting and disturbing. So let's move on to some actual questions. And as a reminder, we will have two rounds of questions and topics where points will be awarded, but as always, they don't necessarily mean anything. So guys, let's do this. Let's kick this off with some new releases. Three new movies enter the FML fold this week with Faith-Based, The Case for Christ, Last Vegas Ripoff, Going in Style, and Avatar's source material, Smurfs, The Lost Village. Now, stealing the rule of three, sort of, from Flops, who stole it from M37, which is more likely to beat its long-range forecast expectations, which is more likely to meet expectations, and which is more likely to fall below their expectations. Also, out of the returning movies, which do you see having the strongest hold? Basically, we're just kind of looking at if Boss Baby will stick around for the long haul, or if it is incredibly front-loaded. Geek, kick it with you. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting to go first. I was totally planning on pulling a Farva and uh, stealing a response from somebody else. I don't know what that means. So, But I think I can do this. I um, I think out of the three new releases, I'm going to say Smurfs will do a thing. Uh, going in style will do less than a thing. And the other one, the, the, the Christ one, that will do more than a thing. I know it's in a limited release, but uh, you never know. You know, the, the answer to that is always War Room. And... Uh, no, I think babies. It was front loaded. It's a one weekend thing. People are going to go back to seeing Beauty and the Beast or Smurfs or something else. They're going to. That's it. It's over. Drinking. <laughs> Ert. Uh, I kind of think that they all will underperform, but that's not the question you asked. Of the three, I would say I think that Going in Style has the best chance of overperforming. Case for Christ meets expectations, then Smurfs bombs. Um, hmm. I'm down on Smurfs because I think both Beauty and the Beast and Boss Baby will continue to do well. And they'll uh, capture the the same market that uh, Smurfs is trying to get. So I get that. Mr. Dave? Well, Ert stole mine. But uh, yes, yes, Smurfs falls below. Case for Christ meets. And Going in Style exceeds, even though it looks awful. But I just think the market for the older crowd has been so starved that they're going to come out for this one. Except at least two tickets. I assume Ert's parents will see it next week on Tuesday. <laughs> they won't go out during the weekend. Um, but Boss Baby will struggle this weekend just because of Smurfs. But it'll have legs compared to Smurfs. So, When you I- said that someone stole your answer, I was a little worried that you said geek had stolen your answer. <laughs> we don't know any of these things because it's all in the future. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but yes, in the future. <laughs> all right, well, okay, a follow-up to that. We all know, every week, Phil's Fun Flicks writes the FML recap for Fantasy Movie League. Well, guys, I want you, we're putting you guys in charge of Phil's headline for his recap. So come Monday, what will be Phil's FML recap headline? Mr. Dave, let's start with you. The wife is always right. Always. 
the the wife is always. Well, right. I didn't want to say your it's wife or like because <laughs> if you are a wife, then you don't better have, not be talking not about my wife. Well, she's always right. So I assume we're going uh, for zookeeper here. Yeah, it's going to expand in one bonus again. Hmm, back to back. Ert? Uh, going all in on style. Ooh, I like that. Geek? Chips off the old block. You know, because it's going to be chips and going in style or a combo. I don't know. I haven't looked. Can you do that? Two of you know. got points and one of you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be geek. But we don't know because it's all in the future. Yes, it and someone else lost even more points. <laughs> Moving on to question two. <laughs> I'm not winning this, big. Gentlemen, I have a proposal. Uber ratings, but for film critics. What if in addition to audience scores, moviegoers rated film critics on Rotten Tomatoes? It's most certain to be an imperfect system, but it could be interesting. Thoughts? Ert? It could be interesting, but I think it would ultimately just make things a little bit more muddled. Professional reviewers theoretically have training or education that lets them to know what to look for in movies. Um, and there's already enough people spouting nonsense on the internet. I don't know if we need more of that to really help this out. Eh. Eh. I like nonsense. <laughs> Dave? Mr. Sorry. Dave? Um, <laughs> yeah, you, not me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this is ultimately just going to lead to people giving bad scores to critics who gave their favorite movies a bad review. So it's going to be as effective as Rotten Tomatoes is now. Um, all I know is that if that happens, I'm giving Armand White the worst score of all time. Oh, that guy. Oh, that was, that's so chalk, going after Armand White. Well, it didn't work for in the bracket, so that would work now. Geek. That didn't make any sense. Nope, it most certainly did not. Uh, no, they have that already. It's called the comment section. And yeah, it would be a nightmare, dude. Like That's like, that's like trying to put out fire with gasoline. None of it would be based on actual quality reviews and more on whether or not somebody really liked Batman versus Superman like me and thinks it should be defended. But no, nah, it's it's just it, that would make things worse, I think. But yeah, but some people really want to get... watch some people want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what if we did like a pay for play? Like it was part of Rotten Tomatoes system where they you paid a monthly subscription and five bucks or something like that every month. And in that you got, you know, whatever discounts or whatever crap Rotten Tomatoes offers. I don't know. And then part of that, you become a, a user critic or whatever, and you get to rate people that way. Cause I have found that if you charge people or if you have to pay for something, people often aren't going to uh, <laughs> sign up if they have to pay that could weed out a lot of the, the riffraff there. I'm not going to pay to give my opinion. On a, but on no, a you're not paying. That's opinions. like, you're not paying solely for that. You're paying for, like I said, you you get like a subscription to get whatever kind of discounts that they have, kind of like some sort of movie pass thing, like whatever places sell like the movie oh. passes. That is part of it, and you become a kind of like a member. I can tell by the silence <laughs> and the eye rolls. <laughs> it well, I'm work. just thinking, Not if someone really hates someone enough, they will pay money to downvote them. Essentially, if you yeah, like, like, geek will absolutely pay money. He says he won't, but he will make some kind of secret account just to def- to go after all the people who hated BVS. I didn't say I won't. I would do that. You, say you said he hasn't you... already. I thought, uh... Geek, you don't have to hold the bottle up to the camera while you pour yourself some more whiskey. I want to be sure that it's it's scotch. It's technically... It's actually... But I bet you put an ice cube in there, too. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> Just like the Can You Hear Me guy, Joss Whedon appears to be defecting to a competitor with news of the Avengers director taking on the Batgirl movie. 
What are your overall thoughts on this and any casting guesses other than Emma Stone? Mr. Dave? I think it'd be a pretty big get for DC, at least mm-hmm. just in terms of stealing Jaws away from Marvel. Um, but hopefully Batgirl feels a little less awkward than those commercials do. And as for who should play Batgirl, I have to go with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I, you know, I loved her in Scott Pilgrim and I think her performance in 10 Cloverfield Lane kind of shows that she could handle herself in those like high stake situations and fight scenes. I agree. I, I can get behind a uh, John Goodman as a, uh, as her dad. They already cast her dad. It's, it's, what's his name from, uh, Spider-Man, um, and for Whiplash. He plays Commissioner Gordon. J.K. Simmons. In... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh. <laughs> Recasting. First, first off, screw that guy, that, the, the can you hear me now guy. That's. I don't like that. I don't like that's like disloyalty. Anyway, um, I'm happy about Joss coming over to Batgirl. He was originally supposed to write and direct uh, Wonder Woman a long time ago, but now we're in the future. Uh, Joss was reportedly oh unhappy <laughs> with Marvel during Ultron and how controlly pants they were with everything. So he's going so to I'm, Warner Brothers. Well, see, here's the thing. So I'm confident he wouldn't have signed unless there was an agreement that they wouldn't do that. So um, as far as casting. I'm calling Molly Quinn. She was uh, Nathan Fillion's daughter in Castle. Because um, uh, Emma Watson's great, but she's not young enough to be Batgirl. She's a little little older than the character should be. Hmm. I actually was thinking about Molly Quinn as well. I do like that casting. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. I've never seen Castle. I know of the show, but... Google? Ert. Uh, I think it's I think it's okay for Joss to come over to do a Warner, um, DC. I... Uh, just like I don't think it's weird for J.J. Abrams to do both Star Trek and Star Wars. I'm not really sure who would be a good Batgirl, but I think it would be cool to see Danny DeVito return as the Penguin. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone love Batman Returns? I do not understand. I like, I like Danny DeVito as the Penguin in that movie. Why does everyone love Danny DeVito? I hate that guy. You don't like, you don't watch this Always Sunny? He's my least favorite part of Sunny, Always Sunny. You're wrong. <laughs> I, no, Sonny didn't. Sonny didn't get good until Danny came on in the second season. Yeah, that's accurate. I don't like him. The show was probably would have been canceled actually if he wouldn't yeah. not have been involved. That's true. And Geek, uh, you're a Verizon guy, right? Yes. Okay, that explains your your hatred towards the "Can you see me?" guy. So, yeah, negative points to you. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him years of paychecks. That's I don't I don't like it. But his paychecks probably stopped. I'm assuming he had, uh, what do they call like a show clause, or, um, or what's the competitive no clause? No compete. I'm sure he had that for, what, like, three years? Because he was gone for a while, then all of a sudden he's back there. Uh, or, or do longer. you think, like... He, he was gone just... for, like, 12 years, wasn't he? It's 12? Was that long? It was. Long. I don't think it was that I just think it was at least 10 years. I just, I just think it's lazy. Like, the, the one where, like, they show up, like, you know the one where the guy from Silicon Valley keeps, like, dropping the mic, and, like, he's got the unlimited behind him? The one where the girl, like, runs up, wait, what exactly is the Verizon way? I think it's just so lazy to do a commercial based on somebody else, your competitor's commercial. Geek, it's like, it's, we're cheaper because we're not as good. That is not unique in that industry. That's what they all do, man. They all copy each other. That's the whole, they, like, they all have, like, the show, like, the same charts that the other person has or, like, the coverage map. They all do that crap, like, making I fun get of that. each other. I get, and, well, but as far as, like, coming But this one you don't? For, as far as coming up with an, with an idea for a commercial, that's just like, yeah, show the charts, that's fine, but it's just lazy, dude. Geek, no one asked you to come up with the commercial. I know I didn't. Negative five points. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Love this new scoring system. It's real good. I'm like negative 60 right now.
Speaking of the comic book world, Aaron Sorkin has apparently been taking meetings with both DC and Marvel. Now, whether it be a, a movie or a TV series in the future, ah. I just gave myself negative five points. Do you <laughs> like the idea of Sorkin's fast-paced, walkie-talkie, dialogue-heavy style coming to the comic book universe? Good fit or bad fit? Geek, of course. Let's start with you. Thank you. Well, like uh, the article says, um, he would need to find a, a character that's a good fit, mm -hmm. but it would have to be something dialogue-heavy instead of action-oriented. So unless we're gonna get like a like a Lex Luthor solo film or Lawyers of Shield TV show, then I'm not really <laughs> sure what future he may have over at either house. Obviously, you're more well versed in the comic book world than I am, but there really isn't anything like that, right? That would seem to would fit his style. Not really. Again, because like he's he's all dialogue driven, so I don't know what else. Like okay, so Jessica Jones may have been a good fit for him mm -hmm. because it's it, it it's not so much like look what she could do. It's very character driven, very about the the conversations. But you know, I don't think they're doing a season two of that. I think it's just Defenders and then Punisher and Daredevil for that point. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing. So, hmm. er no, I think um, that innovation or change can bring freshness to a series or a genre. You can inject new life or new ideas into it. So. Aaron Sorkin's involvement could be interesting, but but like you we're just talking about, I don't know what 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 character would be good for him. And I think audiences expect action out of their comic book movies, right. and so there's a you know it would be tough. I think I think be a tight line to walk right there. Not unless they bring back uh, was it West Wing? Was that a show? They inject comic book characters into that show <laughs> into the walk and talk. <laughs> yes, Mr. Dave. Immediately, I thought it was just a terrible fit. Like he's just best served for his, you know, wordy biopics like Moneyball and Social Network. And but you know, thinking about it, what does DC have to lose? Like they need something. Um, like some for me, I, I know, geek, shake your head. They need some sort of a change of pace, and someone like Aaron Sorkin could kind of excite a group of people who wouldn't normally see a comic book movie to go see it. Um, and something I don't know, maybe like a Riddler movie, he could do. But who would really want to go see a, a Riddler movie? Uh, um, Riddler's my favorite Batman he's my, villain. Okay, he's my favorite too. Hold on. But the masses, I don't think, would get would really flock to see that. Uh, they might because like Batman is DC's number one property. Yeah. And that's why there's so many Batman-related movies coming out. There's the solo Batman. There's Batgirl. There's uh, Suicide Squad, which is Batman-related. Suicide Squad 2. Uh, Sirens of Gotham. Right. There's 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 a bunch of Batman related. If you get a, a Riddler movie, and if you have Batman show up, it'll it'll do at least seven fifty. Yeah. Would you guys agree that Sorkin can maybe write a good villain? Do you think you could see that possible, like a Lex Luthor or someone diabolical, like a Riddler or someone like that? Do you think he could do that? Because that's... that's why I said Lex because I right, think yeah. he could do a great yeah like because in the comics Lex actually became president. Before the new Fifty Two, so I, I actually think he would do. Lex is right up his alley. In fact. I think even in Smallville, there were shots of him as the president of the world. You know, in the future. That yep. <laughs> God, I'm losing so many points right now. <laughs> no, but like we, many people have talked about, and Geek, you're well aware that the villains in most of these comic book movies are pretty awful. They're pretty hollow characters. Sorkin team up with someone. And he write the villain, and then they write. Obviously, they'd have to, you know, do some crossover, of course. But he would be in charge of the villain and beef up the, uh, beef up a Lex Luthor or a Riddler or someone like that. 
Because these comic book movies, man, they're all cool. That's another thing I don't like about the mashups, and that's a callback to last episode of all these comic book team-up movies. The villains are bad enough as it is, and you're further pushing them, the villain, into the background. And maybe that will change with this new Justice League movie. I, I don't know, but that seems to be the case in all of these, except for maybe well, Avengers. But you know, in the '90s, like each superhero sequel was all about the villain. Like the next Batman movie, well, who's the villain going to be? And even with the Dark Knight trilogy, it's like, well, there's Heath Ledger. Then like it's going to be Bane. Who's going to play Bane? But like with Marvel, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're except for Loki, their their villains suck. Their villains are really bad. Like nobody cares. It's all, and, but that's them trying to push the heroes front and center. And it doesn't. It's not an equal balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and in, in Justice League, it's going to be all about the team. It's not necessarily. That's why Dark Side's not. Uh, Dark Side's like the, the 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 big bad of the of the DC universe. He's not even going to be in it. It's going to be his lackey. So it's really going to be more about them coming together. So I I I think if Aaron Sorkin were to, like Mr. Dave, I think it's a great idea if he were to do a Riddler film. I think that would be that. Oh, I'd be camping for that. That'd be great. Yeah. So, Geek, if you don't, uh, if you don't mind, I'll I'll speak for you. Uh, summary of Justice League: teamwork and trust falls. Is that is that pretty much it? Yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Jordan Peele's Get Out has crossed the $150 million threshold, making it the highest-grossing movie ever for a feature debut for a writer-slash-director of an original screenplay. Impressive? Surprising? One-hit wonder? Mr. Dave? Impressive. We'll stick around for a bit, but he won't be able to repeat that success. Hurt? It's impressive, yeah. I've, I've liked Jordan Peele ever since his days on Mad TV. I think he's talented enough to avoid being a one-hit wonder. Maybe not a movie quite as big as this, but, you know, close. Geek? Impressive. Not surprising. Uh, in an interview, he said he had more social horror thrillers in the works, and I'd be interested for them as mm-hmm. I were for this. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's talented enough, it, like Earth said, not to maybe match this, but maybe to just give us more quality that may not uh, tip over the threshold. Well, Peel is rumored to be in consideration for an upcoming live-action adaptation of Akira. And other rumors suggest he is also in the running for The Flash's empty directing chair. Which, if any, would you prefer Peel to direct? Geek, may we assume we already know your answer on this one? Yeah, you, you may, you may. Uh, he, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd much rather him do The Flash, because that flick's going to be it's gonna be light, it's going to be fun. Akira is dark. Uh, I, I That's like... I like instantly think of Ridley Scott when I think of a live action of the- uh, Akira. Hmm. But whatever, do what you guys want. Akira's the one with the motorcycle, right? Yeah, that's I have awesome. no idea. Remember, uh, South Park parodied it when Cartman became the big blob Akira thing. <laughs> I just remember Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Er- yeah, I think the Flash would be good for him. Uh, that'd be a good fit. Mr. Dave? Uh, I guess Akira. Uh... Wait. No, I answered this wrong. I guess the Flash, because <laughs> because I don't care about Akira, so I'd rather the Flash. And it's in desperate need of a director. It is a little surprising that it still doesn't have one. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So if Peel does in fact take on a big budget franchise and ultimately decides to go that route for the rest of his career, ultimately abandoning original screenplays, would you find that disappointing? Yeah, it would definitely be a loss, but I don't think he would do that. Uh, I think he. I don't see him 
staying to one franchise for his entire career. Mr. Diff, extremely disappointing. Um, I'm fine if he does like a mix, but with how good Get Out was, he, he's got to keep doing some of those, at least in between the big budgets. Yeah. Yeah, it would be disappointing, but it's not going to happen. He's a, he's a self-made guy. I can't imagine he'd want to give up creating his own projects and stories. Come on, yeah. Yeah, I, I think a mix would be good. All right, let's move on to some other stuff that has nothing to do with anything else that we've talked about on this podcast. Did you guys see the It trailer? And if so, are you excited for that movie? I guess even if you haven't seen it, are you excited for the movie? Mr. Div? I saw the trailer. I never saw the original It. Su- surprise, surprise. Um... I really liked the new trailer, and then I kind of looked up what it is about, and I all of a sudden got, I, I think I talked to Geek about this the one day, I got really annoyed, now I don't want to see it anymore, and I, <laughs> I don't want to say anything for pe- other people who haven't seen it, because it's spoiling it, but it's just... Spoiling not, the trailer? Well, are, are, you, are you talking no, about no, no, the, pre- the, the premise the of the movie? No, because I looked up what the actual movie is, like the first oh. one, and the story of it, and I didn't know what it was, and it's not what it seems to be on the surface. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when that happens. Er- <sighs> <laughs> I've read the book and seen the old, the original movie. I'm not quite sure what Mr. Dave's talking about, but it looks very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there is, a, I mean, oh. Stephen King has a lot of disappointing endings. I think I find his the journeys are a lot better than than his endings sometimes. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for sure. Did you like it better than Mr. Dave's response to that question? Yes, of course. <laughs> this is oh, man, geek. I mean, it's it's kind of I, I I loved that movie uh, or the miniseries growing up. So, um, but I, I'm excited for this. I hope they do it well. Uh, I, I I mean I don't know. I, I it's I what I've been told is more true to the book. But like what what Ert or is it Eart? What we know is there's some like some really specific stuff that they get into that I don't know if they're gonna do in the movie. I would hope not. <laughs> Oh, it's not, that it's sounds like the countries. stuff. Sounds like the stuff that Mr. Dave was talking about. Well, yeah, no, I'm not disappointed about that. The stuff that he read on Wikipedia, you know, <laughs> that stuff. Okay, no. What I'm mad about is the fact that I thought it was just a killer clown movie, and it's not just a killer clown movie, and that disappoints me. I don't like that it's not just a clown. So you wanted a John Wayne Gacy movie? I don't know what I wanted. I never. I don't know what I want ever. You never know what you want. I don't. But I wanted just a killer clown. <laughs> <laughs> The actor portraying It's Pennywise, maybe a clown, maybe not, is not the only thespian in his family. Do you know who his father is? Ert? Nope. Mr. Dave? Is it Bill Sarsgaard? That's the actor. Oh, that's the actor? Who's playing, who's playing Pennywise? Um, Do you know who his father is? The other Sarsgaard? From uh, Geek? Thor? Geek? Stellan Sarsgaard. Yeah, Stellan. Is he the one from Thor? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, see, I and he has a name, front, and he has a name, and it's called yeah, well, Stellan. It's not as easy to know as Bill. So <laughs> the thing about that guy, though, is or his like, brother, the kid Alexander. He's in a uh, Hemlock Grove, the Netflix show, and he's terrible in that show. Wasn't the show terrible? I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I yeah. tried to watch that show. Uh, that that was the Netflix one, right? You said yeah. I can't remember if that was Netflix, or Amazon. Yeah, horrible, awful. So I should remove yeah. that from my queue. I don't even know which one he is, and I already. <laughs> he's am, the really he's bad awful. one. He's the really bad one, like... Not being specific enough. You're like Mr. Dave with, uh, it's like the stuff in it, it's bad and I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You're being that specific. So, good job for you. Uh, that's 60 points to, um, Angry Geek there. Good job. I think he's positive now. The fix is in. I think he's still hovering, uh, (laughs) right around zero. A little below. Final question. Are you afraid of clowns? 
or Stellan Skarsgård. Mr. Dave, I am curious now. Are you afraid of clowns? No. If I was, I wouldn't watch the movie, based off of what I thought it was. I would venture to guess that you wanted to be about uh, the villain to be a clown because you would know that they would kill it in the end. Hmm, no. I, just like, I won't watch movies about, like, killer ba- ghost kids. I'm not afraid of anything except for ghost kids, heights, and open water. Um, everything else is fine. Have you seen The Orphanage? Say what now? Or, probably not, and I probably never or, will. Or watch Open it, Water? Watch that sounds terrible. No. Oh, watch Open Water. No, don't no. watch Open Water. No. Watch The Orphanage Water. That sounds okay. I can do that one. <laughs> Ert. Um, like, Eric the Clown from Seinfeld is not scary at all, but some clowns are very scary. I guess in, on average I'd say, yes, I'm afraid of clowns. <laughs> yes, I knew we'd get that out of you. Geek? No, I'm from Chicago, Bozo. I'm not afraid of clowns. He was from Chicago. I completely forgot about WGN. The Bozo was on yeah. WGN. I completely forgot about that. Okay, I, I do have Bozo. I just, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if you knew him, but uh, Mr. Dave was uh, saddened to learn that Bozo was not in it. That was his big disappointment. He just whispered it into my ear. I didn't go anywhere near your ear. (laughs) Lots of points! (laughs) I'm going to order ten peepses and send them to your house, Mr. Dave. Damn it. That's the end of round two. Uh, This has been been a great podcast, guys. I'm out. Which means one of you... Thank God we'll be eliminated. While the other two, oh my God, will face off in the pause and sway challenge. The winner of that will be awarded their very own soapbox from which to rant about whatever they like as long as it is movie related. Um, we'll see if I let that happen. Moving on will be Ert. And because of those 60 points, Angry Geek. I knew it. I knew I was out. It wasn't going to be a rematch of me and Ert. Oh boy, I need to figure out what my pause and sway is here. See, you oh, picked the guy who didn't have is, one. Is this ever sweet? <laughs> oh, finally, the Pause and Sway Challenge is here. This week's topic is Rotten Takes. This past weekend, Rotten Tomatoes hosted a Your Opinion Sucks panel where opinionated moviegoers come face-to-face with a panel of opinionated film critics for what I can only imagine is nothing more than a sad, deplorable, in-real-life Twitter debate. It's supposed to be a sounding board for those who feel critics have judged their favorite movies too harshly. However, it appears to be more of a shame-fest against those who liked some of Rotten Tomatoes' poorly-rated flicks. All this got me to thinking again about the state of film criticism and how I worry it's become more an industry of self-serving hot takes rather than of actual film critiques. Now, me being the cynical skeptic, I believe many critics, and in quotes, critics, are spineless sheep, blindly following the herd out of fear of being judged by their professional peers. So what I want to know from you guys, do you think a critic is more likely to give a well-reviewed film a negative review, or give a poorly reviewed film a positive review, and why? Um, no, you, like, you hit out on a lot of the things. Uh, I think the former. Uh, it seems like a lot of critics especially with website critics they're they're they'd rather seem too cool for school and be that one guy at the bar who thinks his standards are so high that you must be impressed by him oh well if kevin liked it then i gotta see that i hate kevin reviews have become more about the critic than the actual film i mean i guess it makes sense you want to form your like professional identity in a sea of no names but too many reviews nowadays are just soaked in effort of trying to sound cool and spouting off really clever terms 
basically my review is more enjoyable than the film. So just tell me if it was good. Tell me if it was bad and why. Leave the entertaining to the to the or lack thereof to the movie. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of film critics like to just deal in extremes. Like this was awful or it was great. Like well, actually, most movies fall in between, and that's you rarely well, get that in in. Not, not every film critic, but a lot of film criticism, you don't really seem to get that. It's like, this was awful, or this was fantastic. Well, it's like the first paragraph always, like, lets you know how this critic is. Mm-hmm. Like, how many, like, blurbs can they, like, spit out in that first paragraph of how clever they are? And that's when I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to read this. Ert, what do you think? Well, I'm not as down on the film critic industry as you are, mainly because I don't read many reviews at all. By scanned Rotten Tomatoes, I found more examples of movies that I liked that had bad reviews than I did of movies I didn't like that had good reviews. So I guess they're more likely to give bad reviews to good movies. Okay, fair enough. Just based on like the ten movies I looked at. In Rotten yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that means I have to pick one of you guys to win. Which one of you guys wants to win? <laughs> and Mr. Oh, yeah, Dave raises too. his hand. So we will... Not to give it to Mr. Dave. We'll give it to the other Dave. Angry Geek. Ah. Was not expecting that. I knew it from the beginning. Well, either was I, but I I got the... Ert gave me the look like I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> I was a crappy <laughs> pause and sway, too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm doing back-to-back wins for Ert. Shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. So, Geek, right, you do have something prepared. I do. I... This is not FML-related, so I apologize, well, but I hate... It. Hate... Hate all of the garbage you got to go through when you're leaving a, a, a voicemail for somebody. Mr. Dave and I were talking about this earlier. First, you get your dumb buddy's message. Hey, this is so-and-so, and I'm sorry, Mr. Call. Leave me a message, and I'll call you back. First, you're not sorry you missed my call. And second, we all know how this works. You just leave a message. Because in a, in a second, it's going to beep, and then I'm going to leave you one. But then the phone woman comes on and repeats those instructions. At the tone, leave a message. I know. It's 2017. Cell phones have at least been common for 20 years. We all get this figured out. And then, and then, when you're finished recording, you may hang up. Oh, oh, really? I can hang up? I hate it. Like, okay, so I'm in sales, so I make a lot of phone calls. So this, like, bothers me more than, like, most people. But not movie-related, but that's what I got. So does that aggravate you more than the, uh, the Sprint guy? Or Peepsa? Yeah. Ah, uh, Peepsa. Oh, you toss it in there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peepsa with uh, meat on it. Oh, all, we, we, no, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> the, it's, it, it now falls in, in between. It falls in between now. Because if it's got meat on it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, what's you the know, point? Everybody, of... thinks, uh, everybody thinks I'm like this. like this Drunk? Like, that, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> but everybody thinks I'm now like that douchey guy that you all go to a restaurant with. Like, well, we can't go there because they serve meats. I'm not that guy. I actually, I strive to not be that guy. You know who <laughs> says they're not that guy? That guy. That guy. That guy. We go to and who tri- leaves a Chipotle, voicemail? right? You go to Chipotle. And... Well, they got so free there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying you're not, the, the, that guy would not go to Chipotle. That guy? <laughs> yeah. No, that guy lives at Chipotle. <laughs> that guy is black beans and rice. That's all. That's what that guy is. <laughs> and whatever, whatever the heck Geek said. Well, good stuff. Yeah, I guess okay stuff. That brings an end. That brings an end to episode eleven of Pause and Play. As of right now, uh, pre-edit, pre-post. I don't know what the hell this thing's gonna sound like. So, 
If you've made it this far, listeners, good for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is either, like, the best or the worst episode of all time of Pause and Play. Yes, this is one of those... uh, (laughs) It's a technical difficulty. One extreme or the other. There's no in-between on this one. And I, unfortunately, have a pretty good idea of... For us, it's been one of the best, but for the listeners, oh god. Has it? Is it really? I've I've had had more fun than I've ever had on a PMP. I will admit, I thought there was going to be way more Seinfeld references in this episode. Was there any? Yeah. I mentioned Eric the Clown, I think. Oh, oh, the Eric the Clown, yeah. Gotta keep losing points. Yeah, so... We have to stop this podcast. Before we do... (laughs) Before we do... You guys have any shout-outs? Mr. Dave... It's that podcast that you've been talking about. I, <laughs> I never have one. Um, yeah, screw it. I'll, I'll uh, pour myself out here real quick. Um, I'm trying to start a podcast. Yeah, we've heard that. About. I don't have a shout out. I'm good. <laughs> Ertz, would you like to shout out to anybody? Would you like to shout out Mr. Dave's future podcast? Yeah, everyone listen to that. Everyone volunteer to be his co-host. It'll be great. Yes. And if Mr. Not Dave everyone. would have won this podcast, his soapbox rant would have been, please be my co-host. Please well, it sounds way more pathetic co-host. when you say that. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me. I thought it sounded less pathetic. <laughs> Geek, shoutouts. Uh, so, Angry Geeks versus that's the, the podcast I'm a co-host of. And that's a podcast Mr. that Dave. actually exists, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. But, Mr. Dave, what kind of show do you want to do so that co-hosts know to chime in? How, how is this putting you on the spot? Like, yeah, you're like, on, I've been man. trying to put together this podcast for weeks, and I can't get okay, a co-host. Oh, Mr. Dave, First what's your all, podcast about? I haven't tried that hard. Crickets. So, <laughs> Freaking essentially, crickets, it's going to be a little bit of an eclectic type of podcast, mostly focusing in on video games. And we touch on, like, movies and TV and other nerdy stuff, but it's mostly going to focus in on, like, video games and sports. I'm trying to narrow my focus in. Just hold on. I'm trying to narrow it in still. wide spectrum. I want to focus in on games or sports, but I need a good co-host first to decide which would be the better thing. Because if you can get a good co-host, you can focus it around pretty much anything. That's how I feel. I want to focus it on meat and not meat. How about sports and video games? Like Madden. I didn't want to talk about this. This sounds like Mr. Dave needs to focus on Mr. Dave. I didn't want to it doesn't sound like he's got this. it all quite figured you out. Just just yet. You're forcing me to talk about something I'm not ready. Quit trying to bring someone else roll into your credits. life to fix all your roll problems. This is a Mr. Dave problem. Mr. Dave. Good night, FML. <laughs> oh, Mr. Dave, no one is listening at this point. But yes, thank you, FML listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, taking a hiatus... Uh, when I say hiatus, I just mean one week. We've got stuff going on next week. So there'll be no Pause and Play podcast. It's safe to say there will still not be a Mr. Dave podcast. You can take that to the <laughs> bank. Video games and sports. <laughs> and clowns. And pizza. And the Wikipedia, pa- Wikipedia page of it. <laughs> and we're done! Good night, yeah. everyone. Good night. We did it. Gosh. Can I stop recording now? <laughs>